Welcome back, everyone, to Purple Pride from the bunker of Huvelton, New York, where we continue to practice social distancing. Today's episode is what I call the 60 minutes of Howard Putney all-time episodes. The reason? Because today we have the Putney family on with us. Two special teachers at Huvelton District and two special children, all in the same household. We have John Putney, our history teacher at Huvelton, Ashley Putney, the art teacher at Huvelton, and their two children, Abby and Ross. Today, they will share with us not only the creativity and the family connections they have created together during this special time of quarantine, but they will also share with us the pride that they have with our district and our community. Welcome back everyone to Purple Pride. We have a we have a first of sorts where we have a family of four, the Putney family is joining us today. And our guest is Abby Putney, who's in first grade, Ross Putney, who's in third grade. And we have Mr. John Putney, who is our history teacher at Hufelton Central School, and Ashley Putney, who is our art teacher at Hufelton yeah. Central School. So we have a very interesting family group here. This is kind of like a bonding group of uh, sorts of um, teachers and uh, students. So. Abby, I'm going to start with you first. Um, what is it like being home with mom and dad, being two teachers, and you have to learn, uh, you know, your material online? What is that like for you? Um, it's like, like when my teacher is talking to me sometimes. Yeah. Is mom and dad kind of strict, you know, like making sure you do your work? Um, yeah. Yeah. It, so is, do you get a break during the day uh, away from your work at all? Uh, yeah. So like what do you do? Uh, I ride my bike. Okay. Do you have training wheels. And what else? What are some of the, go ahead, Abby. What are some of the other things that you do? You get playtime? I play in my sandbox. Okay. So Ross, you tell me what, what types of things, what's your, what's your day look like with uh, your homework online? And then do you get some breaks during the day? Well, homework online is just awful, and and the and the breaks are really are pretty good. Yeah. So, what what time does your day usually start? Mm, after breakfast. So, do you get online with your teacher right then? Mm, no, it's just like this virtual school. No. It's like a bird. Virtual school. Can you kind of like explain to me what that looks like? 
it's kind of like there's a bunch of thing. There's a bunch of pictures you can click on and do because there's like math and ELA and reading stuff like that. And is that every day? Um. Yeah. yeah. Same thing every day. Same thing every day. And so do you get a break for lunch or do you, is it like well, there's you just a slide work the entire day? There's always a slide that says lunchtime, but I always get to that part after lunch. So the lunchtime thing's not really a break. It's just like this goofy slide. Okay. So, so it's not like your usual day where you, where you, you know, go to class and then you um, have your usual routine as if you had it at school, right? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of what kind of favorite activities do you like to do when you have free time? Um, playing in the sandbox, video games, and bike riding. Okay. What's what's some of your favorite video games? Mm, used to, Minecraft used to be my favorite video game until something happened. And my, one of my favorite video games is Roblox, but I don't have it. So really, but I but pretty much you know, my favorite video game is Cabela's Capella, Big Game Hunter. Okay, so you you're not into the Xbox yet, huh? What Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that can wait. Believe me, I, I, I know what Xbox like here. So I do have a couple more questions. Let me ask Abby a couple questions, and then I'll get back to Ross again. So, Abby, do you have a, a favorite, like, book that you like to oh. read? Is there, is there reading time? Oh, um, there's a JoJo Siwa takes, takes the stage book, and I like that one, too. It's a chapter book. Uh-huh. And so, do, do you have a reading time during the day? Oh, yeah. Okay. And and when does that usually occur? Like in the in the morning, in the middle of the day, or? Uh, it's when I get done with my uh, lessons on Seesaw. Mm-hmm. So, Abby, tell me, who who is your teacher at school? Oh, Miss McCaster. Yeah, and do you do you uh, like stay in touch with her every day or? Yeah. Yeah. And does she does she ever like, you know, call you or is it all by email? I'm just trying to picture what this looks like for you. Oh, it goes. My lessons go on Seesaw. And you have Zoom meetings. And I have Zoom meetings. Oh, okay. How do you like the Zoom meetings? Oh, I just get to talk to my friends, and sometimes she even reads to me books on the Zoom. Oh, really? Okay. So that sounds kind of fun. You know, you get to see your friends during Zoom. Is that the same for you, Ross? Is, do you oh, yeah, you? but Zoom only happens like once, like once a week. So I wanted to ask both of you, do you hit during – like when Friday comes towards the end of the week and all the schoolwork is done, do you have any family activities that 
are usually planned? Do you get a movie night? What are, what are some of the fun things that you guys do? Uh, pretty much every night's a movie night. Every, every night's, night's a movie night, night and, and that's pretty much all I can think of. Yeah. What? So what type of movies do you like to watch? Mm, I don't know. I'm just kind of in between. Like, I... I hear I hear Dad in the background trying to coach you here. He says National Treasure. I don't really want the. I don't really okay. watch that show anymore. <laughs> That's probably Dad's favorite. Movie, yeah, it's right? a it's a good one. <laughs> being a being a history teacher, I could see where uh, that would be. A, I like that movie as well. It's it's, it's a good yeah. Movie. We're gonna have to rent National um, Treasure too here at some point. He did like National Treasure and. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we'll try to watch a little bit of a movie, uh, in the evenings and that's kind of our time together. Um, but, but Abby knows that we also do, uh, some other things outside. Um, Abby, why don't you tell Mr. Steele about what we've been doing, um, outside on the weekends? Uh, Riding my bike. Yeah, but what have we been doing as a family on the weekends with with uh, picking up things and cleaning things up uh, out, out at the river? Abigail, want you maybe Ross can chime in. What have we been doing outside on the weekends? And well, well, I've been um, going out, going to the river on the weekends. And what have we been doing? Cleaning up sticks, burning them, same for leaves, and and we started a campfire, and okay. also burned, and also burned hot dogs. <laughs> oh wow! So, so <laughs> did you get to do any uh, marshmallows at all? Oh, we didn't. Have we don't have any marshmallows. We'll have to bring marshmallows no next time we went out. But we did have a little campfire and, and add some hot dogs over the fire and. Uh, that's, that sounds like fun. Now, I know you both have a pool out back, right? You still have your pool out back of your house? Oh, yeah. Sometimes we swim in it when it's warm enough. Dad is cleaning yeah. it, focusing on cleaning it. Okay. So, so John, so John, you're starting to clean up your pool? Yeah, already? I, uh, it was, it was, it was a, 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 quite a dark shade of green, really. Uh, and I just, uh, stopped over to uh, Ryan Bush's store there and picked up some hydrochlorine and uh, it uh, it's cleaned it up pretty quickly. And of course, you know, lots of leaves to to clean out of there too. So I'm trying to make some progress now. I mean, I know it's, it's early May, but before you know it, warmer weather will be here and we'll have, I mean, this weekend was beautiful, um, almost, uh, almost 80 degrees. So uh, on Sunday, and I expect we'll be getting more weather like that. So when that weather is here uh, consistently. That'll make uh, for a good time to be in the pool. Yeah, it, all of a sudden the warm weather breaks kind of early, and then everybody wants the pool to be exactly. open, you know magically magically <laughs> be open. You know, it's up, to, it's up to dad to get that. That's down. right, and you know, it's not like just a you know uh, moving you know moving your fingers uh, to make it happen. I mean, it um, it takes time to to make the process move forward so that the pool is ready to go, and so. Step by step, we're getting there, and uh, before you know it, warm weather will be here. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. And and I, you know, here at the house, I, I'm kind of the one in charge of the pool too, John. And um, 
So when all of a sudden warm weather breaks, you know, everybody says, Dad, <laughs> how come the pool's not open? You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, we, uh, I feel it. I feel the heat, you know, <laughs> literally. Yes. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Abby and Ross, do you have any, uh, is there any big plans for the summer? Um, not really. Never. I know. Not that you know of right now. Huh? What about you, Abby? I don't think about the future. Well, we did have a lot of big plans. We were going to go to a water park in Canada a lot called Calypso, but, uh, with, it has extreme All... water slide. <laughs> with with the pandemic, uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen. So a lot of our plans that we did have have been uh, canceled. Yeah, so it's kind of you got to refocus about what you're going to do around around the house, probably, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's there's always lots to be done. Um, there's a lot of yard work to be done. Like, like uh, Ross and Abby had kind of mentioned earlier, we've um, been trying to clean up our property and make it look even nicer. And so I know that's something that we'll be doing more, more of as the weather continues to improve. I think, I think uh, it seems like there's some old fashioned things coming back that we, or you may have done when you grew up like going to a, a drive-in theater maybe. Uh, yeah, that's an experience. That's an experience right there that is, is something that uh, has existed out in Messina, New York on Route 56. And that's something I want to do is take the kids to a drive-in movie here uh, to have that experience. And yeah, so some, some of these things are coming back, like, you know, as far as home heating goes, and, and, and again, tying that in with the weather that we've had, you know, we, I, I've always collected firewood and that's our primary source of heat. And I know that I take a lot of joy in having Abby and Ross um, help me, you know, just uh, pick up things here and there and just being outdoors with them and, and working and it's good exercise. And um, I think that's one of those, those North country customs that um, my family enjoys. And I know I, I picked that up from my mom and dad, you know, collecting wood and being prepared for the winter. And so, that's one of the things that this Putney family is preserving as we move on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned your, your family, your mom and dad, and, and I just want to let our listeners know uh, in case they didn't put the connection together that um, both your parents, and I have great respect for both your parents, but your mother who was the uh, phys ed teacher and athletic director at Hubleton for many years. And your father uh, was the history teacher, which I believe you're you have his position yeah so um thank you for for uh sharing your views on and your respect for my parents i greatly appreciate that um my parents um you know spent their careers at hewleton central and um you know hewleton's always been a very special place um for me uh, at least in part because of that um and yeah, I, as far as uh, teaching history goes, I mean, dad, uh, dad taught uh, primarily U.S. history. Um, and he also did a little bit of uh, participation in government. Um, and so at present right now, um, uh, Maggie Whalen, Ms. Ms. Whalen has that that kind of uh, course load. And I'm actually uh, teaching the, the kinds of classes that uh, Mr. Timmerman taught. 
so world history okay. uh, and geography, uh, which is global one and global two. So global one kind of focuses more on ancient um, and uh, early civilizations. And then global two picks it up and brings it to present day. Um, so it, it really is um, a great course to understand the world that we live in today. It's, it's really um, been a lot of fun to teach this class. Uh, and so I have taught U.S. history and participation in government and economics, and that was my primary focus um, before I came to Hewilton. And so now that I'm here at Hewilton and teaching these world history classes, it's really um, I've always you know had a, an understanding of the material. I've known the material, but I've kind of had to dust off the book a little bit. And, and refresh it myself. And it's been a, a great experience to be able to do that. Um, and so, you know, to take those um, those stories of the past, you know, from whether it's China or Asia, uh, different parts of Asia and Africa, uh, the Middle East, um, and to bring them to the students and then give them the context of how these things fit into our world today really gives me a lot of pleasure um, because it's so important that we can connect um, the past to the present. Um, so that we can make the best decisions for our country. Um, we can make informed decisions. And so I feel really passionate about what I do. I take pride in what I do because it does matter. Um, history matters. And, you know, there's the uh, saying that history repeats itself. And uh, Mark Twain basically said that history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And I think that Mark Twain got it right. Um, no two events in history are going to be exactly the same. Uh, but... Uh, but we definitely can learn some things and apply them to today. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about history, you and Ashley both have some really rich history at Hewelton because you're both alumni. You've grown up in the school district of Hewelton. Uh, you're now both back teaching at the same district that you went through the halls and, and things like that as a, as a student, which I think is really, really quite interesting, quite neat. Um, you know, I, I want to hear yeah. more about that type of, uh, how you guys feel in regards to coming back after, after graduating, uh, at Hubleton. What is that? What was that like coming back? And now you're in the role of the teacher rather than the student. Well, going to school at Hubleton was a really amazing experience. Uh, I had a lot of really great teachers, uh, Sally Hartman being one that really influenced me and inspired me to become an art teacher. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to, you know, go too far out of Hewelton physically or time-wise from graduating to start to realize how special Hewelton is. And I very, you know, Hewelton was my first position really, other than some substituting in some other districts. Um, and I love being at Hewelton and being able to be that, in, hopefully, inspiring teacher that kids can connect with and learn from and help them be the best people they can be, whether it be artists or just people in general. What were some of the activities that you did when you were in uh, high, sc high school or even, you know, as you were going through uh, Hewelton school? Well, I, uh, did, you play I did. I played um, soccer uh, up until 11th grade. Uh, once I hit varsity, uh, 
I, I don't know. I just, I, I wasn't ever an extremely gifted athlete. I was okay, but uh, I, I only went to 11th grade with that. I played softball uh, until 10th grade and I was a cheerleader all the way through senior year. Cheerleading really became the the sport that I was the most interested in. Yeah, is it, are you kind of like wishing that the sport of cheerleading is, was, uh, is, is, you know how it is now, it's more competitive than it was then. It was more back when you were in school, it was, more, you went to cheer comps um, and then you did cheering for the, the squad, for the teams, but now they, they can go to States and everything else. You wish it was like that when you were going to school. Oh, I do. I mean, the, the evolution, the very fast evolution of cheerleading is just amazing in our area. Uh, you know, I can remember not even, you know, having any regulations at all when we were cheerleaders and uh, we did competitions right on the gym floor. I mean, for God's sake, it's changed so much. And the girls and the, the boys that participate in it now are, I mean, athletes on a whole nother level than we were when we were in high school. Uh, and the choreography and the, I really enjoy the choreography actually and the art element of uh, all those moving parts of that, you know, that uh, performance. Um, it's just amazing what they're capable of now. And yeah, I wish, I wish we did have those opportunities available to us when we were in high school. Now, I know when you came to Hubleton, uh, at what point did you start coaching cheerleading? I know you coached it for a few years. Yes, I think it was uh, it was before I was even the high school teacher. I think I was the elementary teacher at that point. Um, and I started off with uh, being the JV. They, we had two squads back then. We had a JV squad and a high school squad. Uh, and I was the JV coach for a year and then we merged them together and I started off with a pretty small group uh, I think about eight girls and then I we grew and you know improved and you know I think my last year I had you know about 20 girls and boys on my on my squad and then Mandy McNamara took over and she's done some amazing things with that squad the the squad is just really incredible yeah, well, I think you laid down the foundation for the what what came next, you know, uh, for sure. I mean, the team definitely grew when you were the coach there, and then you just basically laid down the foundation of what was expected. So Mandy just kind of picked up from there, and, and obviously it's changed quite a bit, like you said. Um, so so here you are. You're now the teacher, and you're at home uh, with your kids and your husband, who's also a teacher. Uh, Ashley, just tell us a little bit about – who, who takes on uh, some of the different types of chores, you know, cooking? Who does the cooking in the house? Oh, the day that, that uh, we had to stop attending school physically, I became a short order cook. I became a laundry service, uh, a maid, all at the same time as, uh, you know, homeschooling uh, our children. And um, Mr. Putney does help out uh, with the, the kids' lessons. Um, but I, I do a majority of the, the cooking and the, the laundry and cleaning and such. Okay. So are the kids, they are not, they've, uh, they've, 
wandered away. Okay, I was I was going to give the test. I was going to give the test of how is mom as a cook. Oh, she's but, fabulous. You know, I, I can only get get. I can only get my answer now from John. So I'll <laughs> ask John, and John's going to have to be really careful about this answer. You know, Mother's Day is coming up. So yeah, uh, John, what was your favorite dish that Ashley? Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, she uh, made a pretty awesome stir fry here, but the lasagna is the best. Um, she makes a great lasagna. And, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what, the uh, the meals um, that Ashley's prepared uh, in this uh, uh, recent, um, uh, the last five weeks or so have been pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, I remember there was a chicken parm uh, meal that she prepared for us that was top notch as well. Um, so I've been fortunate uh, to have such a dedicated uh, and wonderful wife to make such meals for me and the family. It's been it's been pretty good. I got to I'll be honest with you. Well, those are all the correct answers that we're looking for. Uh, so, John, let me just ask you, you know, you before coming to Hubleton, um, you know, your background is pretty interesting. You know, being a student at Hubleton, you played, uh, I believe, three, three uh, so sports. So I played uh, basketball actively um, throughout school at Hubleton and um, did soccer for a while and uh, then did a little stint in cross country. Um, and then, uh, played football for, uh, for a little bit, uh, at a neighboring school district, Ogdensburg. Right. So, right. Yeah. So you were in the merger program of football, uh, at OFA and then it didn't stop there. You went on to, um, yeah. college, Hartwick college played football there. Well, um, it was, uh, you know, I, I mean, football, football and, and basketball are my top sports. I, I love those sports. Um, and you know, I, I went to, to school, uh, here at Hubleton and I made, a, a one of the teachers here, her son played football at Ogdensburg and I was friends with him and, uh, we started a weight lift and, uh, you know, after a season across country, he, he asked me, you know, would you consider playing football or would you think about it? And, you know, I guess anytime you take on a new, um, a new initiative, you know, there's always questions, but. But uh, so it worked out well. I mean, I, I just really enjoyed the sport. I love the physicality of it um, and uh, the camaraderie uh, uh, that you have on a football team. So um, I made some improvements uh, over time. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate to have um, some some great coaches, uh, not just at Hubleton, but at o Ogdensburg as well, um, who made an impression upon me. So, um as, as I progressed as an athlete, uh, I didn't want to stop. I, um, I uh, wasn't um, skilled enough uh, to play basketball at the, at the college level, um, but I did, I did uh, spend a lot of time in the weight room and uh, focused on being the best football player I could, even though I only had uh, a, a limited amount of experience in high school. So it was all about effort and um, – I had some successes, um, and it was great to be part of the Hartwick football team. Um, you know, Hartwick College is uh, uh, really one that that has a great academic program, but also has a large percentage of the student body and athletic programs. And so, um, you know, my my coaches and, and the teammates that I had were wonderful, um, and it was it was it was a healthy activity to be engaged in. Um, you know, I. I could only choose one uh, because I wanted to focus on my school as well. Um, 
so that was my sport. That was the one that I picked and it was basketball. It was football. And um, it was a, it was a great opportunity at Harwick. And growing up uh, and going through Hubleton central with two teachers and in, in the district and in the <laughs> building at the same yeah. time, um, you know, I, it, it's, I'm sure it's, it can be challenging at times, difficult growing up. Um, you know, I have two kids myself that obviously being a teacher at the district, um, you know, they Absolutely. are under the microscope. So what was that? Like? So was that like, like you say, Dave, I mean, there's, there's pros and cons to that. And so, I mean, it was an awesome experience um, to be able to go into school with both my parents every day. Um, just really close family connection. And, you know, it was a unique experience to have them as formal teachers. Um, so, you know, it's like, I'm sure you, you know, you realize this, you know, you put on a little bit of a different hat when you're in the classroom um, or giving instruction. And so as, as a, as a student, I tried to always show respect and, and um, do those things that, that were asked of me Um and uh, had a little bit of a, a boundary and a separation. But at the same time, too, you know that that teacher's uh, your parent. And so it was special. Um, I, uh, I wouldn't give it up for anything. And I feel fortunate that I, I've had that opportunity. I, uh, I'll never forget those memories. Um, and, you know, one of the things I really like about Hewlton is just how, how close people are to each other and how understanding people are and the faculty and how the faculty, um, you know, really uh, forges bonds with students. And, you know, like, for instance, when I first started teaching here at Hewleton, um, I know that uh, I went and, and shot some basketball hoops with a couple of my students uh, when Miss Curry had a class and I played volleyball with them. And, you know, walking into that gym, it was like, you know, kind of opening up a, a page in a book that you've read before, you know, it was just so familiar and it was so all these memories come back when you enter into that gym and playing volleyball with the students and Mrs. Curry running that gym class. It was just a great opportunity to connect. And um, it, it made me uh, reflect upon how fortunate I've been. So, John, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that you had mentioned and, and this definitely hits home with me in regards to perseverance and I just want to share this story with you is that whenever I use the word perseverance, I always think of John Putney. And the reason why I think of John Putney is because I know you went through a very difficult time during, during school, uh, during your school years where you were diagnosed with cancer and you had overcome a lot of obstacles. Can you talk sure. just yeah. talk a I mean, bit about that? Um, it was in eighth grade and, um, uh, you know, I had been improving consistently in basketball um, and uh, had a great coach and everything. And I just throughout that eighth grade season, I I'd started out very well, I thought. And then uh, my energy levels just started to to um, fade. And I wasn't quite sure why that was. And of course, you know, um, people thought maybe it was mono. Uh, but eventually I was I was diagnosed with a, a form of leukemia. Um, and you know, it's, it, you know, there are things that we face sometimes that we can't change, um, and, and challenges that we face. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel very fortunate, uh, because, uh, there was an opportunity for me to recover. Um, and so, you know, that, that particular form of leukemia that I had, 
Um, at some point, there was no treatment for it, you know, decades before. So I guess, you know, I count my blessings in that regard. Um, always thankful for my coaches and teachers uh, who were <clears throat> very supportive uh, at the time and and always have been supportive. And it was just, um, you know, growing up in Hevelton and, and having that kind of support uh, meant a lot to me. And, um, you know, I guess <clears throat> a lot of people don't necessarily know that about me, but, but I try to, um, you know, instill upon my students the importance of resilience and, and perseverance. And so, um, you know, I, I just, I just would, I just would say that, you know, um, definitely the, the people in the community, the teachers, the coaches, everybody played a role in, in my recovery and my fellow students, I'll always be uh, thankful for that. I mean, I, I give credit to, uh, the big guy upstairs, um, for, for his help. And, um, I, I would also say too, that that experience has kind of, um, helped me as a teacher too to, you know, realize it's not just about, um, you know, the content that you teach, but it's also about, you know, um, showing your sense of humanity and, and being flexible with people, you know, and, and trying to help people when they, they face adversity. Um, that I think is, is one of the biggest lessons that we can uh, pass on to our students is perseverance and uh, kindness and, um, you know, working with others as a team to try to accomplish our goals. So um, I know that's one of the things that I've, I've always tried to do with my students, you know, and let them know that I do legitimately care and that, you know, if they have, you know, some struggles that, that I'm an open door um, and can work with them uh, through whatever situation that they're facing. I'll definitely be there to help. So, um, it, you know, it's uh, it's something that, uh, you know, as a young person, um, it, it, it shaped my worldview. I guess it made me more appreciative of all that I had. Um, and it's uh, not something that typically young people have to consider uh, at that point in their life. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, our, our, our time is valuable and, it, and it's precious. So I would like to thank both of you for, you know, being on today and sharing and, and allow your kids to share with us too, how, how their feeling is. It was kind of fun to listen to them. And, and um, I know they're probably a little gun shy, you know, as far as what to say and, and things like that, but I think they express themselves <laughs> you know, pretty much the way things are. Um I, I do appreciate Ross's comments uh, in regards to uh, you know, what it was like, and he just didn't like it. You know, I mean, right. th that's just the way it is. You know, uh, I have high, we've, I've interviewed high school students, and they don't like it either. You know, it's there's nothing better than having personal contact um, in the classroom, and uh, it makes us respect it more and, and want to be back more. Um, is there any particular for for both of you any particular shout outs that you'd like to provide uh, as we close our podcast? I would uh, you know there's there's so many people that have made this situation easier. Um, the The first group I'd like to mention is my students. So many of them have stepped up and figured out you know how to use this these technology platforms that we're using to, to uh, get our work done right now. 
Um, they're, they're producing great work. They're communicating. And I, I think that's amazing. I, you know, teaching remotely, uh, is so difficult and we had to do it so quickly. Uh, I'm really impressed with how quickly, and, uh, you know, our students have stepped up and I think quite a few of them have shown some of that resiliency and perseverance that, you know, we were just talking about. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful for them because it's it's a bright a bright point in my day when I open up assignments and see what they're up to uh, and see that they're still plugging along doing some amazing things. Um, John? So I, I guess uh, you know upon upon reflecting the this whole episode of of you know our connections to Hubleton, I mean I, I just think back to my years in high school and. Um, you know, seeing seeing uh, Mr. Poulton and, and Mrs. Poulton in the hallways and how important a role they played in the school and and uh, our coaches, you know, um, Mr. Tahanika, uh, Mr. Minkler. I just look back and I think about these people and I just it brings a smile to my face. Um, all the elementary teachers, you know, they they can they uh, that 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 I had in, in school uh, were just were just excellent people. And I think that's what um I, I take away, you know, is is the the connections that were formed between the coaches and and uh, the students and the the teachers and the students and all those friendly relationships and and um, you know uh, experiences that we had together. Uh, those are things that will never uh, be taken away. And so Hewelton, um, in that regard, is is always going to be a special place, and it continues to be today. And I think we're seeing this next generation. Uh, of teachers and of students come up and, and share a lot of those same traditions that um, Hewleton has established. So it's been, it's just been amazing for me to be able to come back here and teach. And, uh, um, and now, you know, the interesting thing is, is that someday uh, Ross Putney and Abigail Putney will be students in my class. And I think about that <laughs> and I think about, you know, how that was for me as a student. And so um, it's a great, it's a great opportunity for me uh, in, in, um, and I hope that it's going to be a, a special experience for them as well. I would like to thank the Putney family for taking the time out of their day to spend it with us. I would like to close by a quote from Ross Putney, who said, We don't think about the future. He's right. It's difficult to think about the future when things are changing day to day. It's uncertain. But we can think about the past, the history, for the rich history and connections that John and Ashley have made over the years and have turned it into strong traditions and connections and relationships that inspire their own children, their students, and the pride of the community that they live in. We thank you for allowing us to be part of that. <laughs>